My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. How's it going, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. We bring you another phenomenal interview this week with a player that you will get to know if you do not know him already. His name is Lee McCoy. He went to the University of Georgia, played golf for the Bulldogs, and was a Walker Cup team member, a first-team All-American. Finished fourth place in a PGA Tour event when he was an amateur in 2016, taking down Jordan Spieth on a Sunday final round. But most recently, two days ago, before this interview, Lee went on to win the Q School Finals for the Web.com Tour and solidify his 2018 fully exempt status on the Web.com. He shot a 28-under. We talked to Lee about... Coming back from a car accident and a wrist injury, making his way up through Q School, the future on the web.com, and the PGA Tour. We talk about some interesting things that happened to him in college golf, and we talk a little bit about his practice schedule. I think you'll be shocked to hear about that. And of course, Lee's a huge Bulldog fan, so we talk about some Georgia Bulldogs, collegiate golf, and football. So we hope you guys enjoy the podcast with Lee McCoy. If you don't follow him already, be sure and do that on Twitter and Instagram, at Lee McCoy Golf on both. So here you go. Check him out. What's going on, Golf Addicts? It is the Ford Junkies podcast, and we have another exciting guest for you. This dude is is living on top of the world right now. We're going to let him tell us where he's at for the moment in just a second. But he is a University of Georgia grad, which we, Pat and I, both love. First team All-American, 2015 U.S. Walker Cup team. Won on the McKenzie Tour last year. Played 2016 Valspar as an amateur. Finished fourth. Kicking Jordan Spieth's ass all over the golf course. And just won the 2017 Q School final stage to be fully exempt for the Web.com Tour in 2018. Mr. Lee McCoy, at Lee McCoy Golf on Twitter and Instagram. Lee, what's up, my man? Thanks for being on the podcast. And tell everybody what you're doing at the moment. Shit, y'all make me sound like I'm a big deal. Um, you are. <laughs> for just today. Um, no, I'm down in I'm down in Aruba playing the uh, the Aruba Cup. It's um, the top ten from the McKenzie Tour versus the top ten on the Latin American Tour, um, and and it's uh, it's about as good as it sounds. Um, I'm just down here in Aruba. Uh, I'm I'm actually sitting on a beach chair on my hotel balcony right now, just kind of oh, hanging out, uh, sipping on something, and um, and yeah, I I've got. I have got absolutely no complaints at the moment. Um, life is life is good. <laughs> well, what are you sipping on? I uh, I'm sipping podcast? on a uh, you know well I I I was very fortunate to spend some time with with Arnold when he was around. Um, and he awesome. was a kettle guy, so I'm so I'm on, I'm sipping on a, a double kettle and tonic with uh, with two limes. Nice. nice. That's, that like sounds it. right up. 
uh, right up Pat's alley. Yeah, that's Arnold was a Arnold was a Arnold was a kettle rock guy. Yes, Oof. I mean nothing else. He no wow. no mixer starting at about eleven thirty in the morning until he went. Yes, sir. And what a oh my god, just one of my favorite individuals that I've that I've ever been able to spend time with. You know, Lee, I'm trying to figure out why in the world you you agreed to do a podcast with us sitting on a beach chair in Aruba. Like, there's got to be other things you got going on, but we really appreciate it nonetheless. What do you mean? Okay, okay, all right. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Respect. We're gonna get to that. That sounds good. That's a good answer. Um, man, look, you you won Q School last week, right? Huge deal. Tons of great talent in that field. A ton of future PGA Tour guys, including yourself. Um, we we know the talent that comes out of the web.com. And you beat a lot of good guys last week with a, with a, a whopping 28 under, I believe it was. Was it 28 under yeah. or 26? Yeah, it was 20, 28. Like, tell us about last week. I know you've been asked this a ton. You're probably getting tired of talking about it. Tell us about last week and how it feels to be fully exempt next year. It's amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's, I feel like getting to the web is, is one of the hardest things about being a tour pro. It really is. Um, just getting through getting through Q school is is so tough, and I was really fortunate to be able to just go straight to final stage and not have to uh, to go through you know the pre Q and the first and second because um, you know we just from finishing uh, top ten on the McKenzie Tour. Um, you know, I remember sitting at home, you know, two or three weeks ago, looking at all my buddies that were playing in second stage, thinking, "Holy shit, I'm glad I'm not there." Yeah, um, yeah. it's. It, that that I think is the toughest tournament in golf. Um, it, it, it really is because you know at, at final stage everybody leaves with something, but um, at, at second stage, you know it's kind of what is it top fifteen or sixteen or bust or this. I mean it's brutal. Um, so I'm uh, I, I'm really fortunate to be in the situation that I'm in, and um, God, I'm fired up to get going here in a couple months gonna be awesome man we look forward to watching you tell me what have you heard some of the takes out there that people think the q school caliber courses should be more difficult and and there's a lot of people that didn't like the fact that you shot a 260 which is pretty ridiculous (laughs) i love the fact that i shot 2800 (laughs) i thought it was great Um, no it was it was i mean i actually flew out there about uh about a month ago and played the two courses and and left thinking you got i mean what a waste of time um to go out there and say i mean they were an absolute can of corn both of them um i mean if the wind <laughs> didn't blow which it it didn't other than the first day um it was it was it was a joke i mean it was it was a matter of who made putt um i mean they were both like seven thousand seventy one hundred yards and um, it was literally a matter of, um, of, of who made the most 15 footers. And, um, thankfully that happened to be me, I guess. Nice. I was going to ask, like, what do you try? Like we've talked to other guys before and they talk about, and you hear guys talk about it, preparing for majors and things like that. Guys trying to peak at the right time. Did you try to do anything to peak for, for that tournament? Um, uh, no, I mean, mean, I honestly. Yeah, what what does that mean? I I don't know what when guys say like you know I gotta I gotta prepare for this tournament. What do you do when you're not preparing for a tournament? Like do you? What, I I don't understand what that even means. I mean, I either show up playing to a turn, I either show up to a tournament playing well or not playing well. I I don't. But then again, I'm on a different kind of on a different wavelength where I don't hit 
any range balls. Like I, I hit no balls, zero. I play 18 holes a day, and I generally don't even warm up. Um, My kind of golf the last, right there. Dude, <laughs> the last, the last range session I had was the fourth week of the McKenzie Tour this past summer, which would have been like the middle of July. That was the last time I hit like range balls without warming up, uh, without warming up for a round. Just just hitting balls, just to, to hit balls. July. Um, okay, but so hold, hold on, hold on a second. So okay. you're talking about like you're not a range guy, and that like on an off day, you're not on the range pounding away balls. But you are saying before a before a round, you'll go out and hit some balls and loosen up. Or you're saying no to both of those? Oh no, I before a tournament round, like before the final round on Sunday, I probably hit twenty ball, yeah, ish. Um, and, and hit about 10 putts and that was good. I mean, I get to the range, you know, you want to get to the 10 minutes before your tea time. And I probably get to the range 30 to 35 minutes before my tea time. And the majority of that time is spent cutting up with my caddy and looking at my phone and just kind of screwing around. <laughs> um, honestly, so I, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm a five, 11, 135 pounds. It does not take me long to warm up. Pretty much after <laughs> after the third swing, I'm just killing time, um, honestly. And, and I only get there 35 minutes before, just so I don't miss my pizza. Um, <laughs> that's so, but that's but that's just that's just what works for me. And you know, playing golf for uh, competitive golf for however long I have now, that's that's kind of um, just what I've figured out that that works for me. And I'm, obviously, that's not going to work for everybody, but um, that's that's just part of being a professional golfer. Is, is just figuring out the tricks and figuring out um, what makes you comfortable. Well, something that did work for you last week that you a lot of people don't do is you played with two drivers in the back. And I don't know how many people know that, but yeah. I think you played with two Callaway Epic drivers. One was like a ten and a half degree, that was an eight. Um, yeah. How long have you been doing that, or what? What was the thought process there? Did you sacrifice a wedge to get that in? Like what? What happened there? So yeah, so I um, this this uh, big golf simulator in my house um, up in Georgia um, about two months ago and I started kind of messing around with some numbers um, you know with some different heads that I had laying around the house and some different shafts and um, <coughs> I was uh, I really kn- I knew whether I wanted to admit it or not I really knew that you know an extra 25 yards was what was going to be the difference you know, between me being a, a, a solid web player and maybe a, a an occasional contender on the PGA Tour and, and being a, a real, you know, having a real chance at being one of the best players in the world. You know, I, I needed that extra, you know, 25. Yeah. And um, and I didn't want to change my golf swing because I, I, I really, I really like the way I hit my irons. I like the way I hit my wedges. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess around with it too much where, um, you know, it was going to, gonna you know create problems in other areas obviously the the first thing you want to do if you want to try to hit it further is is hit up on it um and i'm i hit it pretty much right at zero i'm i catch the ball pretty much yep. at the bottom of my swing so um i didn't want to change that what i pretty much what i did was i started with the lowest loft that i could um you know as far as just getting the ball off the ground and getting it airborne um you know so i got an eight degree eight and a half degree head and uh 
I kind of worked my way up to figure out, you know, hey, how low of a loft can I go and how little can I spin it and still keep the ball in play consistently. <laughs> and um, I ended up with, with the eight and a half degree head. It's at plus one, and I've got two weights in the back of it, and they're all the way in the heel where the, the driver is essentially like super, super draw biased, even though it's, it's only nine and a half degrees or a little less than that. Um, but I've got to have that because the driver doesn't really spin very much. So um, it's, um, it, it's, it's really been a, um, an exciting change. And um, playing with some of my buddies today down here in Aruba, for our uh, our first practice round, um, like uh, Johnny Ruiz and Jordan Abrugi, who are really long guys, um, you know, we had two long drive contests out there today, and I won both of them, which is like ridiculous. Okay, two two three months ago, those guys are out driving me by twenty five thirty yards on the regular, and all of a sudden, you know that that doesn't happen anymore, and um, that kind of puts me in a in a different um in a different spot as a player and um it's really exciting to be able to to do that without having to change my golf swing love it love the uh love the ingenuity there that's uh that's awesome what's the like what's the vibe for q school like how how does knowing that there's that many guys vying for that top 45 those top 45 spots and you got guys that are young guys like yourself who are up-and-comers who maybe had a great college career you know, other good amateur career. Um, and then you've got some of these PGA tour journeymen who lost it and they're trying to get it back. And it's such a, it's such a, you know, it's a lot of hard work to get to that point compared to, you know, you played in a PGA tour event, you've played, you know, high level collegiate golf compared to other tournaments you play is the vibe. Like, is everybody walking around like, like moping around because it's like a life or death kind of feeling or is it, what's the vibe like? It's, it's tense, man. It really is. Yeah, um, I would think it would be. It's it, it it's 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 tough. I would imagine that it's even tougher, honestly, at, at second stage because, like I said, even yeah, even if you don't play well at um, at final stage, you at least have status and you can go, you know, Monday in and have a and make a cut and and shuffle in. But you know, if you don't make it through second stage, you've essentially wasted a year because trying to trying to Monday in without status is is almost a complete waste of time um and and i hate it for the guys that travel around and do it just because it's so expensive and you've got to i mean you've got to career it and on the absolute right day and even then yeah. you know once you do career it and monday in then you've got to go make not only make a cut you've got to make a cut and finish top five to be able to, to get in if you don't have status to, to get into more events that's 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 not a fun way to do it and um and I, I hate it for the guys that have to to go around and try to do it that way but um the way the the way the mini tours are now there's really no other option there's um the PGA tour owns the mini tour scene now that they have the China yep. and Canada and Latin America that's really the only thing worth playing anymore so anything any interesting stories from last week that uh any interesting experiences anything funny happened weird unusual with the players the crowd anything that maybe most uh, <laughs> golf media outlets wouldn't have covered. <laughs> I think there was like three people following us on I'll, Sunday. Uh, say, is, is there a huge crowd? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, a couple player, Dude. a couple player moms could have gotten to a brawl or something. I mean, who, who no, knows, man. You know? 
is the guy, I mean, the guy that I was that I was battling coming down the stretch was Korean, so he didn't have anybody there. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, all his family is is thousands of miles away. Um, the other kid I played with on the last day was literally, I dude is really tall a guy, but God, he was trying to shoot even par and just getting that top forty five so bad it was oh it was painful to watch. Um, but yeah, I. Nothing too interesting other than just getting used to playing two drivers. It was really kind of cool to to uh, <laughs> to outdrive some people, which is really kind of um, abnormal for me. I uh, I've, I've always Pat, been one Pat of the knows shorter. How you feel. He, he knows exactly how you feel. I, I yeah. know all about it. If you ever need support, you can get me. I feel that vibe. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. But thanks, thanks for uh, yeah. If you need anybody, if you need somebody to talk to, hit me up. I can I can put you in touch. <laughs> Um, but dude, I, I've been, I've been a really, a relatively short player for, for quite a while. And, um, it's, man, it's, it's exciting to be on the other side of things and, um, and hit last for, for a change. It's, it's, it's really strange, but God, I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. Maybe, uh, maybe Pat, you need to work in two drivers, man. You, Pat, you're going to need like a 51 inch driver to, to really... <laughs> get it out there a little bit um mine's hey both of mine are 44 and a half it ain't about it ain't about the length of the driver it's about the loss and and the swing weight and the setup of it you just got to see see how low you can go with loft and spin and still uh and and still keep it in play um there you go and obviously you got to play callaway driver you know but uh, oh yeah no free ads here man no free ads you like that? Um, but yeah, I, hey, I, I got to keep the lights on, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, speaking of some of the guys that you, you you were talking about playing with, did you notice anybody? Like, is there anybody? And I know you're focused on your own thing, but I, you know, you can't help but see things. Like, did you notice anybody out there that maybe you've never heard of before, or seen before, and you you saw him play, and you're like, man, that guy, that 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 guy's pretty good. Was was there anybody that that kind of caught your eye? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the guy that I was coming down the stretch against, uh, SJM or I'm or however in the world you say it, um, it was funny. So the guy is just full on Korean. All the logos he's got on are are uh, are in Korean, and you know, it, he he's got all of like the uh, the basic things down. Like, hey, my name's SJ. Nice to meet you. And he says that to me on the on the first day. I'm like, oh, cool. This guy speaks English. We know you guys are enjoying this podcast right now with Lee McCoy. It's quite entertaining so far, and we got a lot more to cover. But before we do, i got to pay the bills, right? I want to tell you guys about Flaviar.com, F-L-A-V-I-A-R.com. These guys do an exclusive membership. If you like spirits, okay, vodka, gin, bourbon, whiskey, whatever it is that you like, you can join this membership if you're a Tour Junkies listener. It's an exclusive deal, right? They have over 15,000 spirits to choose from, a lot of them rare and hard to find. You basically sign up for the membership. They send you a tasting box. You get to pick out what you like, what you don't like. If you like it, you go on the website, you order it, you get a discount. It's great. You get to try new things without having to commit to a full bottle, right? Because it could suck. But they'll send you some smaller bottles, and you get to tell them what you want to try. I've tried the bourbon. Pat's tried the vodka. It's good stuff. 
We really enjoy it. It's only $60 for three months or $210 for the year. They're opening up the membership for Tour Junkies listeners. If you go to flaviar.com slash exclusive and type in Tour Junkies, all one word when you check out, whether it's uh, you know the, the three-month membership or the annual membership, you get hooked up. And the favorite thing about this whole deal is they open up the vault. Once a month for about 48 hours, they open up the vault, and the vault has all kinds of rare and hard-to-find spirits from around the world. They open up the vault and give their members a chance to purchase, and they'll ship it right to your door. It's pretty easy. These guys have been around for a while. So if you like a good a good spirit and you want to try something new or you want to expand your palate, check out flaviar.com slash exclusive. That's F-L-A-V-I-A-R. We'll get right back to Lee McCoy. Here we go. Um, and he's putting with this, this 009 mid-slant, and the thing is just meant. And, um, you know, I've always been a big putter geek and, um, any, uh-huh. any, I'm talking to him coming down the second fairway. I was like, man, that putter's sick. How long have you been putting with that thing? And he just kind of chuckles. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> so that was the last conversation that we had. Um, but, uh, the guy was, the guy just had nerves of steel, man. He really did. Um, made some really big 20 footers coming down the stretch and, and made it really interesting where I thought that I was going to be pulling away, um, more than a couple times and, and, you know, had some short birdie looks thinking, all right, I'm going to knock this in and I'm going to be able to par in. And he would knock in a 25, 30 footer. God, you gotta be kidding me. Um, wow. he, he would, he absolutely would not go away. And, um, it was, it was really impressive. He's, he looks a little like Hideki. He's got a little pause at the top of his backswing, just like Hideki. Um, speaks less English than Hideki, um, <laughs> but you, you're gonna you're gonna be looking out for him. I, I'm I'm sure. Nice. Lee, uh, you know, looking into next year in 2018 for the web schedule, um, are there any courses out there that you know you have kind of circled or feel like are really going to set up well for you? Dude, I haven't even looked at it. I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, call my agent. He's booking it all. So um, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm still kind of in in celebration mode, and I'm just glad to be to be playing. Um, I, I I know that all of them you're going to have to hit fairways and make putts. So um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work with uh, with what I've got. Well, make sure you schedule. Uh, there's going to be a new web event in Savannah. Make yeah, I heard that. that one so that well, I can, well, that's uh, drivable. Trust me, I'll be there. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about like just the process. You know, you had the car injury before second stage a, a year ago, and um, you know the car wreck. And what what was you know that process like? You know, trying to get back from that. And and were, was there ever a time where you were worried that you might not make it back to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, it's not only would I ever make it back, it's, it's, you know, do you ever get here in the first place? Um, I said, getting, getting to the web is, is really tough. Um, you know, had I not, yeah, part of it is, part of it is really being able to sit back and say, you know, hey, maybe I don't have full control over, over my path and you, you really never know how things are going to, how things are going to happen. And, um, you know, had I not had that accident and that injury, I may not have the same caddy. I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone to the Canadian tour. I, you know, wouldn't have played web finals this year. And, you know, where, where would I be? I, I have 
I have no idea. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, everybody has doubts in the back of their mind, I think. And, um, getting, getting full status on web is, um, is much harder than, than people think. Um, when you, when you look at the numbers and, you know, somebody says, and then somebody says they, you know, they have web status or they play on the web, you know, there's a, there's a one in 50 chance that they have full status. You know, they may have, most guys have conditional and have no idea when they're going to get in. Some guys have, you know, four starts and some guys have eight. Um, and, uh, they, to be in, to be in this position is, is something that I certainly don't take for granted. And, um, it's, it's so nice from a, from a travel and from a comfort standpoint to be able to look forward and go, Hey, I've got 28 starts lined up like that. That's, that's plenty of time to, to relax and let my game do its thing. And, um, you know, kind of trust in the process and know that I'll end up where I need to be. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got a, you got an actual for sure real job right now. <laughs> that's gotta Crazy. Feel nice. Most people don't, um, still don't think that golf is a real job, but, um, and I, and I don't either, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cool way to, to pay the bills. I, I assure you of that. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, you know, I know you've talked about your driver and things like that, but tell us, you know, about your game, you know, what are your kind of biggest strengths and then what do you, what do you think you're going to need to work on the most, you know, leading into next year, just to be able to compete at, at that level and, and win some tournaments? Yeah. Um, as far as strength, I mean, I, I make, I, I really don't make many bogeys. I, I'm really good at keeping the ball in play. I hit a ton of fairways, um, you know, especially with the, with the two driver strategy now on holes that are, that are shorter and a fairways, uh, you know, a huge premium or where the rough is, is grown up a little bit more. I can hit that shorter driver and make sure that I'm, you know, uh, that I'm in the short grass, um, and on those holes where it's, you know, it's, more helpful to be down there a little bit further and, and have a shorter club. And I can kind of make that adjustment and know that, um, that, that par is generally the worst score I'm going to make. Um, and that, I mean, that showed this past week and the last, the last bogey I made was, um, my, I think my fifth hole on Thursday and, uh, and, and, you know, being on, especially at that tournament, that's a, that's a huge thing to have in your corner knowing that, you know, you're going to have, you know, little to no shaky putts for par. Um, I play, um, I play a lot of golf with, um, a champions tour guy named, uh, named James Mason. Um, who I think he's, James is probably 60, I think he's 67 now. And we play five or six days a week together. And, uh, James actually just made his 35th hole in one the other day. Um, and it cost me 25 bucks. Um, old bastard, just he, he, dude, this guy is 67 years old. I give him, he give, he goes up one set of tees on three holes and we play straight up. And, and the week before I went to school, he, he took $120 from me. Dude can flat out play golf. Um, wow. but one of his, one of his sayings, one of his old sayings that, I mean, he's one of those old guys that has a million one liners. And, uh, one of his old sayings is that he never has to reach for his change. Um, and you know, that he never, he's never hitting plus, you know, four or five, six feet by, he's, he's, you know, hitting 16, 17, 18 greens around. Um, and he's never grinding over par putts. Um, and that, that I think is the strength of my game is, 
is playing a lot of, of stress-free rounds where I'm never grinding for pars and um, just kind of birdieing the easy holes and, and, you know, making the most of those easy opportunities and um, keeping it in play. So on the on the flip side, what's the biggest weakness? Well, it used to be distance, but apparently that's not you anymore. Um, yeah, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> I can't. Um, you know, I I can't really say that that I have any real big weaknesses. Um, like I say, it obviously was that I was I wasn't very long off the tee, but but now. Um, that's in good shape. I, I'm really confident in the way I hit my irons. I'm solid with my wedges. Putting can be, putting can be a little streaky, but you know, on a week like this past week where everything feels good, I can make it fun. Um, that being said, there there are weeks in the putting where things don't things don't feel great, but that's just that's not me. That's just golf. Um, that's um, that's the way things are, and you're not always going to make all your five and six footers. Um, but that's something that I'm I'm going to continue to work on and 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 dial that in the best I can. So you know, one of the things I notice is you like to do, you know, some swing instruction Q and A's on Twitter. You know, what's your what's your kind of go to tip for a mid handicapper right now? I I just like to get people in a good position going back, like. Most people's swings are just totally lost by the time they get, you know, a foot off the ball, um, and that and that just hurts me to watch. Um, and I and I'm not like a swing guru. I don't I don't claim to know everything about it, but I do like to um, to help people when I can and when I'm you know if I'm sitting somewhere killing some time and and that's gonna you know make somebody's day or maybe save somebody a couple shots that's you know that's something that i enjoy doing well as david will tell you we all know i need as much help as i can get so, um, hey, we we all need help we all need help true <laughs> listen i was looking at your pga tour profile on the website it uh-huh. says you made you majored in housing like Tell me what the hell that is. Does that mean you build houses? Do you practice learning how to live in houses? Like, what is what is housing? Find out what you love. To know. I have a lot of people that ask me that, um, <laughs> and, and I and I just um, I, I really I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I've got no. I've got no good answer for you. I don't even have like a good political answer for you. I really don't. I took a lot of classes with a lot of football players. Um, and uh, played a lot of golf. Um, you know, I mean, everything was thing was by the book. I did everything right. I, you know, it, nothing nothing wrong with it. It's just been really easy major with some really easy classes and stuff you probably don't even need to study for. And if you if you're um, in line to go to UGA and don't feel like studying, and you know, major in housing. But um, hey, we 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 completely understand. Um, yeah. David, what was uh, Max Homa's? Uh, we interviewed him, and it was like, what was it, David? Do you remember something like housing? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was it was a similar type situation. Same, uh, Max same Max thing. claimed he was the one of the fifteen dumbest people at at Cal Berkeley. So <laughs> that, that was Max's claim, but I don't remember what the major was. I may be one of the. Uh, I probably did. I mean, I, I was probably one of the 15 laziest people at Georgia, but I, I don't think I was one of the 15. <laughs> um, I, I know that I know that golf is 
golf is literally the only talent I have in the world. Um, I feel, I'm a, I'm a huge car guy and I, I feel like I'm a pretty good driver. Um, but outside of that, I, I play, I play golf and that is, that is it. That, that is where it begins and ends. Um, so I, I knew that while I was there, I had to make the most of, of the opportunities that I had to play golf. It was a, that was an easy way to do it. Solid life advice right here. And if you're going to, if you're going to UGA kids, uh, and you want to just get on by, just listen to, listen to Lee McCoy, take the housing major and, and do your thing. Um, Speaking of UGA, let's talk a little bit about about UGA. You played for UGA, uh, like like I said in the intro, first team All American, um, ton of dogs on tour playing well and winning. What is it about that program? Is you know Pat and I are, are both huge Georgia fans. Pat was privileged enough to attend Georgia and, and graduate from Georgia. I was I was too broke. I didn't I didn't grow up with that uh, capability. I don't have a talent that they would pay me to come to school. But what is it about UGA's golf program that just keeps putting out high quality golf? It's a great question. Um, I think it speaks a lot to the just the Bulldog fan base because a, a good majority of the players that that Hacker takes on, um, for those listening, Chris Chris Hack is the head coach. Everybody just called him Hacker. Um, uh, the majority of the guys, I, would, I don't know if I could say the majority, but a lot of the guys that Hacker takes on are guys that love Georgia been Georgia fans their whole life. And that's 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 the case with me. I've been a Georgia fan since I was, you know, essentially born. My dad went to Georgia, was there every year every year that, that Herschel was there, saw every game that Herschel played. And uh, you know, I that's that's in my blood. So um I was definitely one of those that I, I was going there regardless of what I was offered or or not if I could have walked on, that's where I was going. Um, and I know that Russell was that way, Harris was that way, Hudson was that way. Uh, I don't know about Bubba, but I mean, a ton of the guys there um, just always wanted to be there. Um, that speaks a lot to the uh, to the fan base, um, to the talent, I guess, in the area. Solid. Do you, do you think? Do you think that collegiate golf right now prepares guys? win more on the PGA Tour than maybe it used to, or, or do you think that really doesn't have as much to do with it? Um, it, it does. I mean, it, it's not as much the golf courses as it is the uh, just getting used to being in the in the you know in the lead and being in the heat of the moment and having to beat guys. Um, it's a um, it, it's a really cool thing to be on a good college team and and to play really good college tournaments. Um, and it was something that, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to go to have gone to Georgia and played a really good schedule against really good teams and um, played against guys like John Rahm and Maverick McNeely all the time and had to try to beat those guys. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a big advantage learning how to learning how to win um, when you're playing a good schedule like that. So what what was the best part about being a top college golfer at a top, you know, college golf program? that you didn't anticipate when you, you know, when you leave high school and you start thinking about going, what, what's like the, what was the best part? I mean, obviously you knew you were going to get some swag. You knew you were going to have a nice facility. Was there anything that like snuck up on you that you're like, man, this is nice. Um, I really didn't enjoy class at all. Um, in fact, I just hated it. So that's, I mean, that's, that was, that was the one thing I, I, I can't tell you. I can tell you that I've been out of college for about a year and a half, 
and I really, I don't, I don't miss it. I really enjoy being able to get up when I'm home doing it. Um, but as far as the, the best things, God, I, I love the travel was just so nice where you just, you show up in the morning, get the plane ticket ready. You just, you just show up at the golf course at seven o'clock, throw your crap in the van and go to the airport. Everything's taken care of. It's just, everything's so easy. You stay in these nice hotels, you eat great food. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and now as an adult, I can, I can understand how nice that really is. I think in college, <laughs> I didn't really get how, how special that was, how cool it was to just be able to sit back and not worry about anything and, you know, have everything already taken care of. Um, you know, I, uh, it, it's really expensive to travel and, and play professional golf. I mean, I didn't play a full season this year. I played 12 weeks in Canada, played a bunch of Mondays, um, you know, went to Q school. And is, I mean, and I'm probably writing off 75 grand in expenses this year. That's, that's just insane. And I'm not, and I'm not going out to steak every night. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's just, that's just how professional golf is. And, um, when you're playing the Canadian tour, those numbers don't exactly add up the way you want them to. Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of travel, do you got any good road trip stories from your college golf days? Any like go to um, memorable moment that you could we share? One, we had one guy shit his pants in a van one time. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, in hindsight, that's really good. I won't reveal his name, poor guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had a Georgia player shit his pants. Um, that's awesome. That was, it's really funny looking back. At the moment, we're in a van, you know, three to a row. And I mean, when I tell you, it's oh funny, no. I mean, oh. obviously, it's just it's not, it wasn't ideal. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the first thing that pops into my head. Um, I'm sure. Winning, winning SECs was just awesome. You know, I was never able to, to win a national championship, but we did win um, an SEC championship in my senior year. And that was, uh, that was really cool to be able to get for, for some of the, you know, the other seniors. And, and uh, that, that means, so much looking looking back having uh, having that ring sitting on my mail at home. That's awesome. Speaking of SEC, like, have you seen these freaking workout videos? Your boy Justin Thomas from from Alabama's putting out. Is what the hell is he doing? Is that one of those built by Bama moves that they teach over there? Have you seen this? I, I don't. I don't look. I'm not. You know. I, I honestly haven't seen him. I, I don't know. But I uh, you ain't gonna find me putting out it i don't uh, y'all have seen pictures of me and seen videos that you ain't going no that ain't <laughs> that ain't me bro i uh, uh i actually my my fiance dragged me down to a gym about a month ago and got me to join and, and we had the you know we got the little couples membership and i worked out that day and uh i haven't worked out since i was probably i love it i love that was so um, i'm paying for that monthly but I've, I've been in i've been in the gym literally one time um <laughs> but i'm but i'm a member uh, well, I'm going to put you on the spot for one more question, then I'm going to let Pat take over and we'll talk a little uh, Georgia football here. But, you know, when I'm thinking about some of the great UGA golf products that have, that have come out of Athens, I want to put you on the spot, and I want you to tell me the top five best UGA golfers and rank them from five to one. Five to one golfers that have come out of Georgia. From, yep. from what? From what 
standpoint? Are we talking people just, or are we just talking your, players? Just your opinion. Yeah, players, players, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. We got a little more Lee McCoy left to come, but it wouldn't be a tour junkie show if we didn't talk to you a little bit about gambling. And what we're going to do is talk to you about mybookie.ag. Our friends at mybookie have supported the tour junkie show for almost half the year now. They're, they're great folks, right? We've enjoyed using them. They've given us this promo code, and you can use the promo code if you've not signed up with MyBookie. You need to right now at MyBookie.ag. Head on over there, and when you sign up to create an account, put in the promo code TOUR, that's T-O-U-R, 100, and you get a 50% deposit bonus back to your account. These guys have lines for all kind of stuff. Golf, football, NBA, uh, MLB, NHL, horse racing. You can bet on the next Pope. You can bet on just about anything. And MyBookie has the cleanest mobile experience you could possibly ask for. So if you can't access it on your work computer, you can go on your phone and it's super clean and super easy. They pay out fast. They pay out quick. We've gotten a payout before. It's killer. They're reliable folks. They'll take care of you if you have an issue. Shoe. It's legit. You need to check them out. MyBookie.ag. We had to get that in. But for now, let's go ahead and wrap up the Lee McCoy show. Hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. Thanks again. So obviously, those are starting from the bottom at five. So this would be a lot. I, I'm going to start from one. That's going to be that's going to be easier. I can't do that. I, I major in housing. I can't do that kind of math. Um, <laughs> okay. I clearly the most talented player that has ever come out of Georgia it was Bubba. Um, I don't think anybody can really argue as far as talent um, that he is the best player that has ever come out of Georgia. Um, a guy can do absolutely anything with a golf ball. If he wouldn't have signed a million-dollar deal with Volvic, he may have a couple more wins to his name. Um, but uh, the guy is is just incredible and, and um, you know, obviously has a, a kind of a bad rap in some certain areas, but I, I gotta be honest, I was I've been a guy that's that's talked some crap about Bubba in the past and stuff, but the guy's really making a really conscious effort to 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 be the best person that he can be. And and the last, you know, few times that I've run into him, he's been really he's been really solid and I've enjoyed talking to him. Um and uh he's I think he's turned a big corner and it's not like he's, he's wanted to be a certain way in the past. He's, um, he's, he's doing all the right things these days and, um, happy to see that. Uh, who, who has got it? Who's got to be kids. Um, kids rolls it solid, great work ethic, really cool comeback story. Um, you know, just having the full on shanks to where he is now. Um, that's really good stuff. Uh, if Hug can make some more putts, oh, it's, it's getting tough. Uh, Ryuji's got to be up there. Ryuji's been out of the game for a little bit, but don't don't sleep on Ryuji. That guy had a really solid career. He's an awesome dude, and um, he's he's still doing all the right things. He's I know he's kind of troubled by injury right now. Um, but he's, um, I, I'm hoping that he's going to make a come, a comeback at some point. Um, wow. That, that is a, that is a name I have not heard in a while, but I do know how talented As a matter of fact, I was at Georgia, I think about maybe it was my tail end of when I was there that he was at, at Georgia, but 
that round that he had when they won the national title where, where they were playing at Hazeltine and everybody was just blowing up and he felt like, I don't know, like a 68 or 67 was, was pretty incredible. He is an ultra-talented player. He, he really is, and, and I, he's still got some back problems. I just saw him about a month ago. Um, but he's um, he's a great dude, and, and I wish he was – I really wish he was healthier because he could still make a splash. That guy hits some of the craziest shots that I've ever seen with a wedge. Um, just, I mean, he can hook it from from ten yards. I mean, hit a like a legit hook, um, and it's it's really um, it's really incredible to watch those those shots that he's shown me that um, I'm still I'm still working on. And, and I I mean I have no idea how he does a couple things with the with the golf ball. It's kind of messed up. Um, see, that brings us down to four, which has got to be Russell. Uh, he's got that talent for putting that you just can't teach. Um, and when he when he gets to it and it's solid, when he gets some confidence going, he's he's going to be right there. And then you've got, um, and then you've got probably a tie between Harry and Hud at at five. Because um, I can't leave any one of those guys. Out. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair. All right, so Lee, let's let's all right, let's get off the golf talk. We got to talk football while you're on here with us. Um, yeah. Talk about the dog season. I mean, we uh, we're all dogs here. Um, just an incredible run getting to the Rose Bowl. Hopefully, going to get after Baker Mayfield's ass. Um, just give us your thoughts and, and and what you think. I am very very underwhelmed by the the Baker Mayfield um, roll and heave method. It's just not not something that I'm impressed by. Very Johnny Manziel esque. Uh, and I think once he gets a, a load of a, a a good secondary like ours, uh, things are things are going to change. It's going to be a rude awakening, and I, I just God, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm I think I'm going to try to get out there. Um, it would be so worth it, I know. But um, part of me wants to just just kind of save it for the national championship, and um, that's that's just so easy for me to get to. But um, I really, I, I'm obviously I'm biased. I'm a fan, but I really do like our chances genuinely, and um, I think it's going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be a good end of the year for us. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's just it, that is the big question though. A lot of dog fans are asking themselves: Is do they want to spend to go out to the Rose Bowl or just wait for the national title since it's obviously in Atlanta? But I think the Rose Bowl would certainly be pretty special. I mean, we haven't been there in what seventy something years, and uh, it's obviously one of the, you know, the the most storied bowl games out there. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So who would you who do you want? Like, if we make the national title, do you want Clemson or Alabama, or do you do you even care? Dude, I would I would like to play Alabama just from a standpoint of of their. Uh, I, I know they're going to be healthy again, but they're vulnerable, and I just love. I just love the idea of, of kind of taking down the giant, you know, I mean, we need to, we need more competition in the SEC than what we have. And I know we're the greatest, you know, we're the greatest conference in, in the country and then that's all great, but, uh, they need to be dethroned. Um, and, and I think, you know, over the next, you know, seven or eight years, we might be that we might be the team that can do that and kind of fill that role as, um, as the best team in the country. I think we're moving, we're moving towards that quickly. And, you know, with Kirby, I think that's, uh, I, 
I'm excited about this year, but I know we're going to have a lot more, uh, a lot more great seasons to come. I'm, I'm really fired up about it. Yeah, I definitely think you know Kirby has, has got him in the same in the in the in a great direction. And and so speaking of that though, you know what were your thoughts on Mark Rick? I mean, you know he obviously was a good coach for us for a long time, but were you in the camp that was wanting him to stay, or you know what were your thoughts uh, before they you know kind of let him go? Man, I'm so sick of hearing. Oh, but he's such a great guy. I know he's a great guy. Like stop. <laughs> Like, yeah, how many times have you heard that? Well, he's, you know, but he's a great dude. Like, yeah, okay. Like, he's a football coach. He's not my therapist. I don't care how great of a guy. Like, it's a shit. Um, I was definitely in the camp that wanted him to go. I, I, you know, am one of those guys that, you know, hey, 10 wins a year is great, but, um, you know, I want more. I'm not satisfied with, with being a mediocre team and where we are, you know, uh, in, in the Southeast and the reputation that we have as a school um, and the recruits that we've been able to bring in. Um, we should have we should have been doing more over the last 15 years. Uh, I, I tweeted something not long ago, you know, about Miami. And, hey, look, it, it, it was, he did exactly the same what he's been doing us for 15 years. And, you know, build you up, get your hopes up, bunch of great games, big games come, not prepared, you know, it, no chance. Like he, he's so bad at getting his guys ready for the big game. Um, you know, uh, it seems like this year we've been able to come out really energetic and really fired up and really, you know, focused for the big for the big game outside of the first game for Alabama where we came out or the first game against Auburn where we came out really flat and that was that was obvious. I mean, first first drive we just looked flat. Uh, yeah. and that is what we look like every big game with, with Rick on the sideline. Um, to me, and, you know, it, it was so clear the difference in the confidence that we had coming out the second time against Auburn. We did not look flat. We looked ready to play, and we looked like we we knew we were going to win. And um, and that's that's kind of some of that Alabama magic that we're we're lucky to have. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> And I, and obviously I hope that they they come out like that for for Oklahoma, which I think they will. And and so let's just say we get by Oklahoma and then we win the national title. I know what my answer to this question is. You know, you being a longtime dog fan, as as Dave and I both mm-hmm. are, we, we grew up as dog fans. Will you cry tears of joy if if we win that national title? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I, I still, I still wake up and go. There's no way we're in the playoffs. Like I, I can't believe it. I'm so yeah. used to being disappointed by our football team that that you know. I'm honestly, obviously, I, I think we have a great chance to win the national title. I'm gonna be wrong. I, I think we are. I, I don't know if we're the favorite to everybody else, but you know, if I had to put money on a team, I'm putting my money on Georgia. I really am, and and. Obviously, I'm more biased than just about anybody, but um, I really believe that. I think we've got a great shot, um, and and I'm God, I'm so excited to to see what happens. I just, I, oh my God, that is God, I'm getting so fired up thinking about it. I have no idea. <laughs> so, a couple more questions, and we'll close it out here, Lee. Um, what is your worst visiting team experience you had when you were in school, as far as the uh, opposing team stadium? Um, an opposing. So, what what was the worst like fan base to come into Athens? 
No, like when you were in there, like if you were at a, like it's say in, in Knoxville for a game or in, in Columbia for a game. Or either. I mean, yeah. or if they were just buttholes coming into Athens. Yeah, and in, in Athens, the Auburn fans coming into Athens were horrible. They really were. I actually watched a, an Auburn guy knock a Georgia guy out cold, blindsided him right in front of the grill um, after we blew them out uh, two years ago, where we it was like 30 something to three or whatever that was. Um, yeah, yeah. I. I Auburn guy, because they're, they're kind of having a little spat. Georgia guy turns around, and Auburn guy just absolutely... I, I watched I watched the Georgia fans' eyes roll back in his head. The guy hit the ground, just knocked out. Stone Cold was one of, the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and obviously, one person doesn't speak to an entire fan base, but, um, you know, that's, that's just one thing that sticks out. And, uh, you know, all his buddies around are, are cheering him on and acting like he's done some great deed blindsiding the guy on the side of the head. I, I thought he killed him. It was absolutely, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting there with, you know, at the time, my girlfriend was looking on going, what do, what do I do? I, I don't know. Do I call 911? Do I, I have no idea. Um, but there's, there's some really volatile fan bases out there. Having grown up in Florida, I, I hate Florida fans more than anything in the entire world. Um, they they are just the 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 Oakleys and the jean shorts and the hair gel and the whole all the stereotypes are so real. It's real. I have no yeah. idea. Oh, it, it is no joke. Um, it, it it really is. Having having grown up in Florida, I almost feel bad saying this, but Florida is really just South trash can. Like I just every. All the Florida fans down there, everything, even remotely near Gainesville, just makes me want to vomit. I'm more passionate about hating Florida than just about anything in my life. I truly am. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I've got last question, and then I'll close it up. But what is the best spot to grab a beer and some food in Athens? The best spot? Um... My my favorite spot in Athens is not downtown. Um, my favorite spot is the Royal Peasant, um, right on Five Point. Best burger in Athens by a mile. Um, they've got great beer on tap. Um, I, I'm telling you, it's one of the best burgers I've ever had. Every time I go back to Athens, the Royal Peasant is the spot. That is the it's, it's tiny. You got to get in there at the right time because it's starting to get a little bit more popular. And there's maybe you know, you can maybe get 30, 40 people in there at a time. It's tight, but um, that's my spot. Okay, well, I feel old now because I don't even, never even heard of that. So, obviously, wasn't there when the I was Well, the, the, the Pez, Pez has been there forever. Pez has been there for, for uh, as long as I've been in Athens. Uh, yeah, it's right in Five Points. It's, um, it's right next to that bakery that's over there, and uh, there's a London shoe store over there now, and it's it's right across the street from the Waffle House Five Points. Ah, well, I don't know. It I obviously like wasn't there really thirty. Regret. Maybe you just didn't. Maybe you just didn't know the right people. I spent plenty of time at that Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you were close. You were close, yeah. but you never thought to go across the street to the Royal Peasant. Did you? <laughs> we'll have, we'll have um, to make that happen. Hey, uh, you don't have to try that out. 
Lee, you've been great, man. We appreciate it. Congrats on all the success. We look forward to watching you on the web.com next year and then uh, seeing you for the PJ Tour uh, when you when you when you win three times on the web. That's what I believe. I think you're going to get the battle. You're going to get the battlefield exemption. And that's the do, uh, that's the dream, man. Yeah, when you do, you got to come back on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Um, but I'm sure we'll be interacting on Twitter come January one. Sure, that'll be going down. I, I, I see you on Twitter on on game days. It's a good time. And uh, thanks for thanks for coming on the Tour Junkies podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your day in Aruba and tell all your boys down there that Tour Junkie said what's up. I will. I will do it. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll highlight you soon. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. My heart skips skipping the beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.